0: And welcome to episode 191, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed.
1: And I am your co host, Dave. <laughs> yes. And Dave is filling was, in for Sean, of course. Right.
0: So if, uh, if you didn't listen to part one, uh, Sean was not here this week. He was on vacation with his girlfriend in Texas. And uh, Sean, uh, not Sean, sorry, <laughs> Dave was kind enough to fill in again for us. Uh, uh, so if, if you missed part one, go download it it's funny stuff. You'll enjoy it. Um, this week, nerd news was as usual. Uh, we talked, uh, some star Wars news. We talk about rogue one, what's going on with that. Uh, what Daniel Craig is doing besides James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, we also talked uh, a little bit of, uh, uh, the killing joke, the killing joke. Yes. Yeah, so what, what, why it was delayed for so long. So that's, uh, interesting. I thought, cause I didn't even know until I read the article, <laughs> what was going with that. And, uh, there's some other articles that we, we, we discussed. So, uh, it's, uh, worth listening to. And I, you know, I found it informative, riveting. No, uh, no, I did enjoy it. And, uh, but though at the end of, uh, part two, when we come back, we're going to talk about a, an article that I brought to nerd news that we just ran out of time, but I wanted to get, uh, Dave's take, cause since he's a horror fan, it's about horror and we'll get more into that when we get to the article at the end. So you have to wait to the end for that. But, uh, as, as as we sit, that's what it is. So sit back, enjoy Nerd News, and we'll see you at the end. And we're back. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, I don't have uh, Sean's iPod here when we do the music, so uh, kind of some songs skipped over. So I do apologize if you missed a few songs, you want to hear them. Um, sorry. Anyway. Uh,
1: <laughs> Look up Stephen Lynch. You can hear them more. That's
0: right. Yeah. Funny guy. Great, great, uh, great uh, musician. Anyway, uh it's time for nerd news. You ready to go? Sure am. All right, we're gonna start off with our first one. Uh James Bond. Let's talk about James Bond a little bit. Daniel Craig in particular, not the the uh James Bond, but uh he's actually uh there's there's controversy whether or not he's gonna be in the next film. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be. Like there's there's definitely reports of he's He's kind of tired of playing Bond. He yeah, it definitely
1: to... seems like it's going to be the last one. He, right He's verbally said it a couple times,
0: so we might get another bond after that. And of course, there's a lot of names in the rank, but that's not the the reason why i'm I'm bringing this up is is that he's actually heading to TV is his next role. He's going to be on um
1: Showtime I believe.
0: Showtime, you're right. You're exactly right. And uh, he's going to do a limited run series for Showtime. It's called Purity. It's going to be a twenty seven episode run. And it's going to be in a, like a two years of uh, uh, of se- seasons of shows, but there are twenty total, so it's a limited run. And uh, his character is going to be. I um, uh, had it here for a second, and I just lost it, and I just keep babbling on. Andreas Wolf is the character uh, in the uh, series uh, Purity. So uh, yeah, he's good. Apparently, that's a, a big role, so he's going to be in a lot of uh, a lot of that show. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see why, like how much they're going to film of this and uh, how we're going to see you know, um, of it. Uh, now, do you have Showtime at home by any chance? Or... No,
1: I don't. I have stars. But apparently it's based on a book series from what I understand, which, yeah. which uh, covers a lot of characters. But fortunately for the Daniel Craig fans, his character is one of the main ones that keeps popping up. Mm-hmm. So even though it's going to be like an overspread a uh, story of multiple uh, people and situations.
0: Right, and they're all going to, like, kind of their lives are going to cross amongst each other exactly. as the series goes on, right? And the characters range from idealists to murderers, and their locations range from the middle of nowhere in Bolivia to the middle of East uh, Harlem. So it's going to be all over the globe, and, uh, you know, his character is described as charismatic and mysterious, So, uh, which I think is kind of... A James Bond character in a way. I mean, if you, you know, because that's kind of how giant. Well, sure. Well, I mean, I don't know if Daniel Craig plays him mysteriously. Do you think he plays him mysteriously out of all the Bonds that you remember watching, you know, as your kid? Yeah, maybe not of... mysterious. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, go forward to that. If you're, you know, if you have uh, Showtime, maybe they'll have it on Blu ray and DVD. We'll definitely let you know if it's coming out on the releases of the week section. Um, But, uh, yeah, so uh, there you go. I'm going to post this real quick here on, on Twitter and Facebook, so people can read the article and uh, and see if they're interested or not. Um, this next article, though, is I
1: am very excited about.
0: Yes, <laughs> I'm a little excited about this one myself because you know this is uh, something we both grew up on as kids. I think uh, you know coming home from uh, school or, or during lunchtime. Uh, you know, Sean used to say, "Oh, I used to go home for lunch, and I used to watch." Batman, the uh, 66, you know, the original Batman. and uh, But it's Adam West and Burt Ward are going to team up again.
1: To, to reprise the roles of the dynamic duo. Yes. And uh, according to the article, it seems like there's some question if it's the animated hour-and-a-half special that they're going to be working on for DVD or if this is something completely different. Right, right. Um, now, uh, I'm assuming just... Just out of a hunch, mm-hmm. because of their age and everything, I'm assuming that he must have been referring to the the animated movie that's coming out that uh, <laughs> been talked about for over a year. But uh, it does seem like there's some speculation because he made it sound su- su- like such a new thing. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, maybe there's they're working on something else on top of this.
0: Yeah, he said mentioned this in a re- in a recent appearance at MegaCon 2016. Uh, he says, "Well, I have a gag order, say at West, but that didn 't stop him from continuing. Me and Bert have been working on a new project that 's been going to knock your socks off, and believe me it 's our Batman and Robin, so uh, yeah, like you said, it could be the animated or something new i I just find it funny if it was a live action, you know because
1: that would be hilarious this, there was a
0: story i don 't know if you remember this or not when we were uh, when we were younger." Uh, in the Batman movie, there was they there was a scene in there where the Batman and Robin they they didn't have their Batmobile and, the, and Batman goes in our fine physical conditions it'll be faster if we run and they ran exactly. in the in the movie and one Ed and
1: I, I laughed and kept rewinding that one. This is back when it was on VHS, yes, and we must have rewound that like ten times and we just kept laughing.
0: But there was one point we were we were at a shopping center if you remember this or not and our car was you. I think you were driving at the time, or I might have been driving. I don't remember which one of us was driving. But we were parked far away, you know, and it was just like we were kind of, like, tired. And you were like, in our fine physical conditions, it'll be faster if we walk. <laughs> and we walked to the car, and it was a walk. But then, of course, there was, like, some commotion going on. And then you were going, you know what? It may it better if we ran. Because <laughs> there was an altercation going on at the time in front of it. was an outside mall, a strip mall type of uh Scenario and the two of us just ran because we didn't want to get involved because there was like a, a couple fighting and they were really loud. Do you remember that at all?
1: I, I remember it vaguely, yes. And uh, Ed and I, uh, as fun as our conditions are, we both of us don't like getting hurt. And uh, <laughs> yes, if the woman would have shouted out to us for help, I think I would have pretended like I didn't hear her.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of. I think I agree with that one. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I always enjoy them as Batman and Robin, you know, oh, are yeah. always those
1: classic two that, you know, and, and, you know, I've said this multiple times, uh, Adam West and Burt Ward were both assholes when I met them in person. Yeah. Ed has similar stories. I'm not going to go into it, but with that being aside as entertainers, especially Adam West, he tickles me pink. Yeah. I love him as the mayor and, uh, uh, family guy. Yes. I, I, I love his wit, um, I just, I just can't see how this could go wrong in any way. <laughs> so, their their personal lives aside, I'm very excited about this, and I, I hope it's an animation where it has some detail to it. Remember their their early animated series after the show went off the air? Mm-hmm. It was good, but it was like that very drab, not many colors, not many details, Hanna Barbera look to it. Yes. I would like to see a real sharp, detailed anima- animated movie where you could see, like, the pinstripes of the old classic TV show Batmobile with, like, the, the reddish-orange stripes and well, they did a, they the did... detail of the cave. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm saying
0: there, there, there's, a, there's a, like, a 66 Batman comic book. That's very detailed oriented. I
1: mean, it that's looks... that's how I would like to see. Yeah, so, this I mean, project. I, they
0: can do it. It's not it's not a question if they can. They can definitely do something like that. That's what my, my point I'm just trying to bring up with this. But I I would love to see that too. I mean, they, it would just bring me back as a kid. I think watching oh, it, and enjoying, absolutely, you know, yeah. especially with with Burt Ward and Adam West in the in the roles, it just would blow my mind. And
1: wouldn't it be awesome? Like now, at the end of Mike Tyson Mysteries, you see the real Mike Tyson at the end. Yeah. I would love to see their two fat asses at the at the end actually dressed up as Batman and Robin doing like a little talk as like the credits are rolling. I yeah. think that would be hilarious.
0: <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I'm i laughing at it because I could picture it in my head. That's the thing. It's so funny because I, too, watch the Mike Tyson mysteries. And if you kids, if you haven't seen this. I mean, it's on late at night. I think it's a quarter to 12 on Sunday nights. It might be on tonight. I think there's a new episode on. But it's just hilarious just to watch the Mike Tyson mysteries. And then, like I said, at the end, he's sitting there in a tracksuit because that's his uh, outfit in the in the, show. the cartoon, yeah. And he's wearing that tracksuit in real life, sitting there. And he'll tell a story that's related to what happens in the cartoon that might actually happen in real life with him or a question that would come up because of of what the episode was based off of that he would talk about. And it's just funny because he he actually, because a lot of his, if you don't know the show, I'll explain a little bit. Sorry to, Mm -hmm. uh, but he had pigeons come in to he, uh, uh, to his, uh, to his house and they, they're tied notes to it. And he reads the mystery and then they have to solve it. It's not like murder, death. It's goofy mysteries that they solve. And it's him and his adopted daughter a ghost and a pigeon who's uh, uh, voiced by Norm Macdonald
1: who was cursed by a witch i believe yes and uh, over cheating on his wife or something
0: well you know I, I i don't remember that episode in particular but they do delve into his history a little bit And Yeah so he,
1: he he's basically a, a human that's trapped in a pigeon's body,
0: body. but the way he acts cuz
1: he's like you know like He's a, a male
0: chauvinist pig. Exactly and it's just hilarious to see this coming out of a little pigeon's mouth you know it just it just It's hilarious. I mean, if you're into those kind of shows, it's definitely worth checking out. It's funny. Um, But it's like I said, though, at the at the end, he's sitting there with his tracksuit and telling the story. And you just laugh because it's so true. But the one thing, though, is that I found interesting was he did an interview on Conan O'Brien. He actually has a pigeon coop.
1: Yeah, I have heard that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was very surprised. Yeah, it's like, and like I, don't, wow. I don't know how he stops his tigers from eating them. I don't know.
0: It's like art retaining life or life entertaining art or whatever, but vice versa. And
1: he's such a good sport. I mean, the writers for the show make Mike Tyson seem a little stupid, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And he just rolls with it. He's probably laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. And he totally makes fun of himself. And. And you got to give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah. How many people would do that with using their actual name?
0: Right. And then, and then the, especially the way his life's gone through. I mean, you know, we read up on his life. You don't know who Mike Tyson is. I mean, I'm sure everybody on the planet knows who Mike Tyson is. But if you don't, definitely check it out because he, he was a great boxer at one point And he just, his career kind of went downhill at one point. It just, everything kind of turned on him. And it was just horrible uh, events that happened. Not horrible, but bad events basically that happened to him. unfortunate yeah sure. unfortunate that's yeah. the word i'm looking for and it's just it's just a shame but uh it, it, to have him now laugh at that kind of stuff it's just it's just great you know that he's that good of a person that he can continue on and i'm sure like you said he's laughing all the way to the bank you know it's like oh yeah we'll make and they're only 15 minutes so you're not like invested in a you know and it's not like oh should i wait for next week like will I miss something? It's like, no, you'll, you'll get the premise right away and you'll just start laughing, laughing hysterically at it. So, um, uh, you know what? But, uh, speaking of animation in some way, uh, mm-hmm. Julie Andrews is going to star in, in a show on Netflix, which I thought was kind of, um, bizarre.
1: And it's, it, it does seem a little bizarre. Uh, she wants to get kids who are interested in the performing arts, mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, get involved in the show to i i guess uh open them up more yeah uh, give giving... them to give them like some kind of background on and like each episode is gonna be about like a different kind of art form mm-hmm. and uh there there's gonna be jim Henson puppets right yes and uh they're gonna be new to the art that that's uh this particular episode is gonna cover each mm-hmm. week, and they're gonna be called greenies. And I thought, boy, you know, this show is aimed at very little kids, and they're calling it, what is it, The Green Room? Yes. The Green Room, they're calling the, the newbies Greenies. And it's like, I can't see how that's going to appeal to kids like that are around kindergarten age, first grade. But then again, if I guess if you have supporting parents that are, like if you do want to become an actor, you do want to get on stage or perform an instrument, I imagine maybe you would know what a green green room is, mm-hmm. but it just seems like she's going to be using like pretty big technical words for the for the arts for like this little kid show.
0: Well, I I, I imagine it more being like they're going to, I hate to say use this word, but that's the only way you can really describe it with everybody understanding is they're going to dumb it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. so kids could understand it. Oh, I, good,
1: because I, I want to understand it, too. Right, like,
0: I know, I'll be like, oh, I'm lost, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a full-grown adult, like, I don't know what you should talk about. But uh, I, I applaud this, because going through high school, I, I was a musician, you know, I, I really so you're still a musician. Yeah, I know, but I haven't really picked up an instrument in a long time. And it was, oh, like, starting, like, around the 90s, it's when, like, school started falling off on the arts, mm-hmm. Because they were funding for for sports programs.
1: And and, and budgets have been falling apart part. at every, almost every school.
0: And and it's, it's just a shame because it's just like, you know, like, uh, I mean, I know I like some of the art's not for everybody, but there's something for somebody, you know, out there. And sure. you never know until you try it. And I think, like, being at that young age and being, like, almost a sponge of absorbing all this knowledge is the great time to start them, you know. I mean, they might not be into music, but they might be into acting or they might be into mimes or they might be into, you know, some kind of comedy. Let's hope not mimes, but yeah, yeah I get your point. <laughs> well, they mentioned mimes and that's but why I, I, I-,
1: I do think it's wonderful, though, that because I think a lot of a lot of kids, uh, parents are so into um, school activities mm-hmm. that uh, they forget like there's things you have to think outside the box and. And, uh, entertainment can be a very fulfilling, uh, career. Yeah. And I, just the fact, I I think something to, to spark that interest in a small child is a wonderful thing. Yeah.
0: And then the fact that they're using uh, puppets in the, in this mix, especially Jim Henson puppets. I'm a Henson fan. I always loved all, like I have seen, I have every movie that he's ever made. I have most of the TV. Well, I've actually have all the TV shows. I've, you know, (laughs) I've gotten them, you know, I, I, I
1: actually heard Ed scream all the way from my house when they announced that the, uh. Muppet TV show's not coming back. Yes,
0: yes, yes. We've talked about that, how horrified we were. I mean, and the, the thing that's sad about it is the fact is, is that it, it the reason why is because they they cater to the you know the public that goes, well, I find them offensive. And I'm like, I find them hilarious. You know, that first half of that season was great. You know, I, yeah. I laughed hysterically at the whole first half. And then they went on break and they changed the showrunner and they changed the show. And it was just kind of like, yeah, it's funny. Not anymore. funny anymore, yeah. So uh but they have a great cast of people that are gonna be guest stars on to it. They're gonna have Alec Baldwin, uh Sarah Basalis, Joshua Bell, Tigris Burgess, uh Titus Burgess, sorry, uh Carol Burnett, Chris Coffer, Robert Fairchild, Josh Groben, Daniel High Pierce, Bill Erwin, Ellie Kemper. I'm not gonna go keep going on, but that's pretty much and stomp is basically though like the, the the music of stomp you ever hear see stomp
1: i, I no i would not suffer through that but i i I've, <laughs> I've seen the billboards and i I've, I've seen commercials and it's like yeah i I'm, I would not i'm not interested in that kind of performance theater. Art. yeah yeah I, man has uh, 55 ba- drum barrels on his uh shoes walking around on stage and Someone's beating with uh, guitar sticks on everything that he could see. I, I can't imagine
0: someone with like like has like 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 sensitive to hearing, you know, because like a bang and they're like oh they cringe. I don't think they would enjoy that kind of show because yeah. all it is is bang 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 and a rhythmic uh, progression.
1: But you know, it's not like they're going to be regular guests anyway. That's probably like for one episode that they'll be on. So yeah. I could tolerate it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to try and catch it on Netflix. I, I definitely want to want to see it because like I said, I I'm. Big in the Jim Henson's uh, Muppets and and all, all the puppetry that they do, I, I find it fascinating because it's almost taking these plush dolls in a way and making them lifelike, and you can have conversations with them. And it's just like
1: yeah, as you're watching, you you kind of forget that you're not looking at somebody's this hand, living being, up, right up,
0: up a puppet's ass, talking, <laughs> moving its lips or moving its arms. You know, having a personality. That's that's phenomenal. So. uh of course, I can't go with that episode we haven't gone through a lot of episodes lately without Star Wars talk though I really now am, like enjoying the fact that we got another Star Wars article that I could bring to this bring to us for nerd news yes it's another Star Wars article but it's about rogue one and apparently it's in trouble
1: yeah the the uh people that uh invested in this movie were not that happy with the rough cut
0: Wow yeah I know that's kind of that's kind of scary to think about I mean you can I mean, what did Disney, because it's Disney execs that didn't like it, apparently reported here in this article. I have two articles that we're going to get into. Hold on a sec, please.
1: Sure. Now, as I said, it's taking a drink. I, I, Even looking at the commercials, I kind of thought, gee, you know, this could have been like a TV movie. Really? Yeah. I, You know, I mean, it's nice to see like the full-fledged, full Hollywood uh, special effects that cost millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's, kind of like a filler. I I don't know. Like but now, you know, because of all the high expectations of the Force Awakens, uh they're like, "Oh, we got to fix a lot." And I I think I think it's going to be transformed from what was like a filler movie mm-hmm. to something where Rogue One will become a movie of its own right. kind of thing. In in addition to filling in some blanks of what happened after Return of the Jedi.
0: Right, right. And, and then the thing no, this is this is before Return of the Jedi. This is uh, oh, this is before
1: Return. Right, of this Jedi. is
0: before the New Hope uh, or New Hope uh, Star Wars, the first Star Wars film. This is basically oh. how they get the battle plans. I think was was the idea it was a it's a heist movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as 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 we as as uh, Sean and I were talking about it um, a couple months ago, you know, we think it's going to be like them stealing the plans of of the Death Star and how to find the weakness and and that kind of thing and. We also, it would be great if it, you could see Princess Leia's ship, like almost the beginning of New Hope, as the end of uh, Rogue One. How how cool would that be? You would see the ship being chased by the Imperials. And I was like, yeah, that would be really cool to see, because you'd be like, it it just starts right off, and now it's the New Hope, so you'd like, in chronological order. That would um, be cool. You know, I never thought about it as a TV movie. That's kind of interesting that you said that, because uh, I never thought of it that way. Um we did have discussions back in the past. And I actually had more discussions yesterday at, at the, our party I was at uh, talking about uh, uh rogue one. I don't think it's going to do two, two billion dollars. Like, oh, no like, way. like episode seven did. I mean, that was kind of like, you got to see Han again, Chewie, princess Leia, Luke Skywalker. Of course, you didn't really see Luke too much, but you knew he was going to be in the film at one point and new characters. And you're going to see R2 and, and 3PO and so on. So you're gonna see all the classic characters and that's what people really who live through the first well, four, five, and six however you wanna put it, the first three movies that came out, not the the prequels, um, that's what they want. They want those characters to to be there and and, and you're not gonna see them in this movie. So I think that's gonna be where you're gonna kinda of go, is it gonna be worth seeing? You know, if you're a Star Wars fan, obviously, yes, because you want to see it. You can't go, well, I'm just going to wait for DVD or Blu-ray to come out. No, I'll pick it then. So you're going to definitely see it. But I really just don't see it as a phenomenon. I don't think it's going to break box office records in any way. I think it's going to make money for, the, for, for Disney. I think it's going to make a lot of money. I just don't think it's going to be in the $2 billion area. I think it's going to make a little over a billion. I think worldwide, I think that's a fair assessment. You know? wow, that's
1: pretty optimistic, actually, for, I think, you know, for this
0: type of film. Yeah, but Disney, I think, is thinking they're going to do better than Episode 7. Like, I think that's what they're hedging their bets on right. and why they're now doing reshoots. And this next article here, which is more about the Star Wars Rogue One, which I'm about to post here on on, uh, on Twitter and Facebook, is the fact is, is how much they're going to shoot. And it's going to be 40% of it.
1: That's really aggressive. That's, yes. Especially... That they're still being optimistic that they can keep the December the December sixteenth release date. Yes,
0: that is yes. But I mean, you know, with with, with Disney, I mean, they'll just work their slaves overtime. You know, twenty four seven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'll just beat those little kids to now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they're they will they'll, they'll definitely. Uh, I think. I mean, it'd be interesting. I, I they want to do one every year, so for me, it's kind of like you know, December's it for this year. Like you really, I mean, maybe you could push it back a week, but I mean, what's really, is, what's a week going to do? Right. You know, for the Christmas holiday. And I think they want to get it out before the Christmas holiday comes out.
1: Exactly. Well, with all, if you think of all the effects that, that that's involved in each scene in a star Wars film mm-hmm. to start now and to film 40% of the movie and to put all those effects in, that is very aggressive. Yes. You know, um, and put out a movie that doesn't look like a half-ass uh, mess, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh... well, apparently there's. I wish cr- them hope.
0: Yeah, pre- cre- apparently Christopher McQuarrie, if I a name, I'm sorry. Like he listens, but <laughs> I'm sure people know the name. Uh, he's he actually did a lot of the rewrites, and he completed it before the filming of the the film. So they held that aside, I guess, basically just in case they you know didn't like what they saw, and then. You know, you know, but that's the thing. Like they, they said this is going to be very expensive because they're going to do it in. Um, I think, it, I think it read it was like going to be like eight weeks. They're going to shoot six days a week. Yes, eight days, eight day, eight weeks of productions and six days a week uh, of uh, all the reshoots to, to to get this done. And uh, I think that's uh, 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 a massive undertaking, especially with a December sixteenth release date. But the thing is, is that if they miss it, then where do you put it? Like because you know like with us we we understand movies like if it's in a january february kind of time frame i don't think i don't think uh 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 she's uh, i can't think of the name i will just the uh, uh film places of uh, um uh, theaters the, not theaters uh, uh the, the people shooting the movies uh uh, uh
1: the producers
0: well yeah, producers. Let's 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 go with producers. I can't. I can't. It was in my head. I do this a lot, by the way. I'm sure the audience that's been listening to us for years know that. Yeah, Ed's fucked up again. It's time for me to take a drink. That's the, <laughs> the drinking game we have here. Um, but, but when they when they do this kind of thing, where it's the, it, it, it's like okay, we have got to push it back. Well, January, and February, they don't put a lot of faith in their films in in that time frame. That's why it's released. Like when Deadpool was released in February. They didn't give a lot of faith. They They're were like, shocked. Yeah. They got fifty million dollars. They go, Good luck with it. Here here you go. We're just pacifying the audience. We'll probably get like ten million out of it and that's it. And they walked away with it. And then all of a sudden Fox goes, We knew it was gonna be a hit, you know. That's the number one R rated movie ever. Like this <laughs> is like like we knew it was gonna be this gangbusters thing, you know, and we only put fifty million dollars in. How great are we? We made this huge profit. You know and it and that's the thing, like like a lot of movies like you hear like summer blockbusters all of a sudden, like something happens we have to do reshoots, and then they put it in January, February, and it just falls you 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 could tell that that movie just was not going to do well, and they know it, and they're just they released it because they put so much advertising into it that that's like we'll we're we'll get our advertising dollars back and hopefully the budget back, and you know break even at least, and that way we can just you know wash it away and you know and, and didn't lose any money off of it. So those those kind of things, and anyway, then of course, when you get in the May to August or September time frame, that's the summer blockbuster movie set, you know, and that you know Marvel now has taken over May, you know, in terms of now that it used to be uh, Memorial Day weekend was the first movie you would get a a summer blockbuster now they pushed it back to early May, you know they were like no, no, no we'll we'll do like the early of May, and, you know people will come see our movies like Captain America or Iron Man or you know or Whoever they're going to start off with the with the the, the Marvel season with, mm-hmm. and then of course October November you've got the horror genre guys coming in you know doing their their thing and then this, this December is more of the the holiday you know Christmas, Christmas uh, crap hol- yeah. Right? yeah So you get so it's it's interesting to see it's like well they they promised the 16th they pushed it back you know you kind of shoot, well, hopefully they do, like, a May. Like, I would see, like, a Memorial Day, because that's the original trilogy. They did that, like, in, the, in that kind of time frame, because mm-hmm. it was popular day. And Sean's always one of those uh, old schoolers, you know. He's like, he's like, that's when Star Wars... Not May the 4th, it's May 25th. That's when usually the, the Star Wars movies came out in the original trilogy. That's when they should put Star Wars movies out, not in December. Like, that's just, you know, sacrilegious, you know, like...
1: He's a purist in that sense. Exactly,
0: so... I hope they make the the sixteenth date. You know, I I can't wait. I, I'm I'm excited. It could be crap. I'd be like, it's Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like
1: like yeah, really... and, um and, and from the trailers, like I did see like a lot of similarities to The Force Awakens with like the female lead, the way she, they're they're mysteriously uh, filming like cryptic trailers, mm-hmm. and uh, I do hope they 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 do make it a movie of its own and they just try not to rehash the same thing in a different way. If you know what I'm saying? No, I'm not getting your like, point on this. Like one. I, I kind of got like, it seems like they're they're shooting for like the same exact kind of uh, vibe that they, they, when they uh, were advertising the force awakens, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I do hope that there's some unique traits in this movie that, that makes it a movie of its own. And it's just not just riding the coattails of their successful the force awakens
0: right right yeah you know and and I it's hard to say what what's in the minds of these executives when they're sitting back and you know because they want to print money that's all they really want yeah. to do they're not they don't really care about the product like Warner Brothers they don't really care what they put out they you know it's Batman you'll love it
1: yeah and, you know and you know and since they do have 40 percent of the movie being cut out of the rough cut I think it would be great if they put those 40% of uh, cut scenes as extras when it does eventually come out on disc. I um, would like to see... I would like to see what the original idea was that was so horrible. There's
0: there's films out there, Dave, that, that I know there's different cuts of. Like the 2000 X-Men, they recut that movie completely different than when it was shot because when they when Fox saw it the first time, they didn't want to put it out. They were like, like this is horrible. And... Some of the scenes that you see, you can kind of get that idea like they were going in a different direction when they like when they were filming it they they recut it and they re uh, um, uh, you know redid some it scenes it doesn
1: 't quite match
0: up exactly you, you 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 can feel it you know i've watched it enough times i 'm like, yeah, I can see some subtle things that like yeah, there should have been something else here there was a there was a different idea of this premise of this area of, of the movie that should have been done, and I would love to see that cut, but it was like a really long cut apparently like this was the the first x men movie was really long. And they were like, Well, this is too long. We can't we can't put it out and we gotta change this. We gotta cut this out and we gotta do this, blah, blah, blah. And they did all this change, and that's what we have today. And I'm like, I would love to see that movie, you know, as it is. Sure. You know, that would be fascinating. You know, it might be boring as hell, it might suck, but I mean like Put it out there. I mean, people will buy it. You know, like like I know there's a lot of X Men fans out there. Be like, what? There's another cut? Like, let me see it. Like, I, I want to see it for myself. I want to judge myself. I want to call it a piece of crap of my own. <laughs> not not like take your word for it. So there. Then there's other movies like that that they they've changed it over and over. That you know the original premise they had didn't work well. You know, like the the, the Fantastic Four movie that just came out recently last year, and how horrible that was. I mean, did you see that one?
1: I, I I saw it and hated it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight It was a total mess. And, and uh, uh, I I think it's uh, a bad move that they're planning on keeping all those characters for the for the sequel for the sequel and for future projects that might have the Fantastic Four uh, appear in. Uh, just bad bad news. Bad juju. <laughs>
0: bad juju. Bad juju. I tell you. Um, yeah, you know, so, yeah, so hopefully we're going to get a better movie. You know, I don't know what to say about that. You know, I, I mean, one would hope
1: it is Star Wars, actually. you know, and
0: I do trust Disney. That's the thing. I mean, like, I mean, out of, out of all the movies, how much, how much do think they've gone wrong with the, with the. With, with their movies, like, any of their movies at all, like, have you gone and go, ah, it was a shitty movie, you know, I, I...
1: Not in a while. Yeah. I mean, recently, Disney's been pretty much on point.
0: I mean, I, I know there was, like, a, a bunch of 70s live-action movies they put out that people weren't <laughs> too crazy over. Some people kind of reminisce and like them, you know, like, like, Harvey the Love Bug, a lot of people did, well, that was starting in the 60s, but, uh... Some of the later ones in the '70s, or the Apple Dumpling Gang, or the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. Remember them? Yeah, sure. The cat from outer space. I loved them as a kid. That darn cat.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can go on and on, but I won't. All right, let's move on. Uh, well, we, speaking of Disney, we're going to move on to Marvel here. Uh, it looks like they have another person for Cable. Apparently, they've made the statement of, of if anybody who has not seen the movie at the end of the movie, there's a bumper of um, a
1: Deadpool coming out, like in telling the... us who his next villain's going to be. Yes, basically, or, or the
0: next, you know, they're going to have, uh, uh, a character, uh, Cable. And, uh, you know, I, I believe it or not, I don't know too much about cable. I've read cable here and there, uh, uh, as a character, uh, cause he's, he's part of the, the two characters that I like in the series of, uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey. Um, but uh, one of the one of the guys is uh, Adam Copeland, and the people are like who uh, he's, he's considered Edge in the WWE uh, Wrestling Federation uh, um, uh, thing. He's a former wrestler; I think he's retired at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he, he uh, a, a apparently a, a fan uh, tweeted him said he would like to see him as Cable. He thought he'd be a, an interesting choice, and of course, the, you know, Edge says. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, you know. He goes, I, "I, I'd be behind that. i I'm, I'd be in if they uh, called me up and uh, offered me the role." Um, yeah, and
1: it wouldn't be the first time that they used a, a WWE superstar. Um, I know I've, I've told Ed off the air many times. Tyler Main is Sabretooth. Yes, the the guy that replaced him. It was like, what the hell were they thinking? He doesn't even look like him, right? And you know um yeah I, I think they can make this work. I think they can make the edge uh really a good, likable character, and he does kind of have the look mm-hmm. you know,
0: well, the thing is uh Dolph Rogren, everybody was thinking would be the perfect choice for cable,
1: a little old now yeah that's the that's the thing I, mean, I he, always
0: say,'m I'm like I'm like I'm like, you know what i I'm, I'm on board if it was thirty years ago, I'd definitely be on board oh, he would be the, absolutely he'd be the guy, I think, yeah, you know, and he's. He's my first choice. I would be into that one. But, uh, yeah, no,
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, what is he? 65 now? That would be like watching Rocky seven or whatever it would be. And Sylvester Stallone still fighting in the ring. It's like, come on now.
0: <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can look his name up, see how old he's actually is. Cause that's, uh, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think he, well, I think he's in his sixties.
1: Um, and speaking of Dolph Lundgren, a lot of people don't know this. You know, he's like a, a genius. He, his IQ is like through the roof. He's not just really physically fit and a halfway decent actor. He He's a very intelligent man. Yes. Yeah, very well read. Uh, 58 he is. 58. Okay, well, 50. he aged badly then because I thought he was <laughs> at least 10 years older than that. But he, he still has muscles and probably could still kick me... Me and Ed's asses uh, without even trying.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what uh, <laughs> you know because yeah because uh, Sylvester Stallone. You know how old Sylvester is?
1: Sixty seven.
0: Close, very close. Sixty nine.
1: Sixty nine. The sexier.
0: <laughs> uh, and he, I mean, he still does. He still has a lot of action. I mean, especially with the Expendables movie, and there was that other movie was a uh, Hitman or something like that, and he yeah. did. And, you know, and we watched him, and it's like, you know, wow, it's great. And then, you know, I, I'm still wondering what's up with his eyebrows, though, because it looks like sometimes he paints them on or something like Yeah, that.
1: I, I think uh, he must have had a facelift, and uh, his skin just can't let his eyebrows naturally go back down to where they belong.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, well, speaking of Marvel, continuing on. Um. Apparently, they're working on bringing the Submariner back to the uh, Marvel family in Disney. Um, I didn't even know Namor was uh, not a part of the 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 uh, universe, but apparently, there's been a lot of uh, uh um rights and and contracts that have been put out about by uh, uh Marvel back in the day mm-hmm. for movie rights for him. That they're not sure who owns the rights to Namor, and they're actually looking into uh, uh um. Uh, getting the rights back. I mean, Disney wants all their characters back, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, how, I, I mean Fox is obviously doing all the X Men movies and Fantastic Four. We got Sony doing Spider Man, and then pretty much Disney doing everybody else at this point. Sure. I mean, based off of that, like, like I am glad that we had Spider Man in the latest Avengers movie to see him back into the fold a little bit, even though still Sony still owns the rights to him. But they're sharing them basically, and exactly. Then, and then, of course, Marvel characters are going to go into the next Spider-Man movie, which is going to, you know, kind of a trade-off, you know, like since they and were...
1: and imagine if they were more, if all the companies worked together like that, like imagine how much better Avengers Two would have been if uh, Fox's uh, Quicksilver was Scarlet Witch's brother in Avengers Two. Mm-hmm. I mean. It it would have been just so much better.
0: Okay. But it, it's, Sean's probably creaming in his pants right now because this is the conversation that we have the most, especially off air. We don't really. I don't think. I don't, I think we mentioned it once or twice. At, yeah, I know we did. Now to, now I'm thinking of it, but he always says like they should just pull together, just have because like when you like to see Avengers versus X Men like as a movie, you know because they did an, an issue, uh, a series of issues uh, uh, of that. There's a there's a, a nice collection of comics. That
1: they they fought amongst
0: them, themselves, you
1: mm-hmm. know? And go ahead. Oh, no! I was just going to say. I mean, we've seen it a million times where Miramax, Sony get together. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, like a little shitty uh, independent movie company that had a great idea. So, uh, TriStar makes the movie with them, and it says an association with. Shoebox pictures or something you never yeah, heard some, of. Yeah, that was you so right? Why can't you have a Marvel, Fox, Sony collaboration film? Why yeah. not? I mean, it, it, it's not like it hasn't been done before.
0: I'm saying it would make billions of dollars and split that amongst the, the 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 film companies. That's what I was looking for earlier. Film companies. That's <laughs>
1: film companies Film
0: companies. That's what I was looking for earlier. Anyway. Imagine if all those film companies got together and shared the profits, basically. I mean, you know, they could easily put in, like, you know, $40, $50 million a piece or, or, you know, or $80 million a piece and get, like, a $240 million budget together. easy. And then, like, imagine all those characters being there together, and somebody writes a cohesive script with all these characters, and people just explode because it's just to see Spider-Man with Wolverine or... You know, you'd see uh, Hawkeye with, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Cyclops, you know, and that kind of thing. And, you know, those different interactions that happen. And you go, wow,
1: like, that's just great, you know, to see all those characters together finally. And even Hugh Jackman said, he said, you know, Wolverine 3 will probably be his last appearance as Wolverine. Mm-hmm. He said, but he would make an exception if he was invited to switch over to the Avengers side and team up with the Avengers for a movie or two. Yeah. So, like, you know, hey, if you guys love, you know, the uh, classic actors that are playing these characters for, like, the last or second to last time, let Fox, let Disney, let Sony know, hey, this is what we want to see. Stop being bitches and being greedy and work together.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going back to, to Namor here, though, that, that, uh, uh, in uh, an, an episode podcast of Fat Man, Kevin Smith, Fat Man on Batman, um, Marvel Chief Executive Officer Joe Casada has uh, stated that I can't speak for the studios. As far as I know, yeah, we do. It's not Fox. It's not Sony. Yeah. So basically saying that, that Namor is coming back to Disney or to Marvel uh, Studios themselves to have him so eventually they did, uh,
1: did, did it happen to say who was controlling him all these now years? now they
0: they that all uh kevin faye from you know who's the uh, uh president of uh, uh marvel studios uh was saying that uh he's basically uh working on it and there's a lot of older contracts that so other parties involved so it's not just one party in particular it's all these parties but i just find it funny because like Namor kind of like they there was a cartoon I think back in the 70s with Namor in it and of course mm-hmm. the comic book obviously in the 60s and 70s and actually I think he's one of the old he's and older than I Aquaman. believe
1: wasn't wasn't he in one of the Spider-Man arcade video games as well Submariner?
0: I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I just which...
1: remember playing with a uh guy with his shirt off wearing like these little green uh bathing suit
0: that's that was that's that's name or yeah the South mariner yeah yeah
1: i i kind of thought that he was in a video game in the uh nineties in the nineties yeah
0: so i'm I'm sure back then it was you know a free for all you know and that's like i think that's where like kind of like the sign ups happened you know and they were they were uh they were doing uh, uh um uh, that kind of stuff. So,
1: what made, what do you think made them think of him? Do you think it's because of the Aquaman movie coming out in the Justice? Yes, League? that's
0: exactly it. I'm. We brought that point in the story they were talking about. Since they were, they they feel that the 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 article feels that since Aquaman is coming out on a 2018 release date, that they want to kind of get their submariner back, their Aquaman version, which I think is actually before Aquaman. Of course, I'm sure I'm going to get like a ton of messages saying who came out first because I. It's they're very old characters, both of them. So it depends on uh, uh, what what the time frame was, because a lot of people are now questioning, like, who came out first, Flash, or uh, uh, um, Quicksilver? You know, right. who came out first, Batman, or uh, I forget what, who Batman's counterpart was in the, in the Marvel universe. But anyway, that's the like the ideas, like like who who's who, you know, and that's what they're 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 working on. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I I think, though, I know Disney wants all their characters, or Marvel wants all their characters back. They want to control them all. They want to, you know, have them in their, you know, if they want to put them in an Avengers movie or put them in a, you know. A,
1: a... Yeah, and I'm sure they want uh, kids to run into them in their theme parks, too, yeah. and on their <laughs> cruise exactly. ships. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, can you imagine Namor, the, the sub <laughs> on a cruise ship? That would be great. That, that would,
1: would be awesome. And uh, not to go off on a tangent before you go on to the next article. Yeah. But, I really hope this Justice League movie explains how in the fuck did did Aquaman get all those fucking tattoos underwater? I mean like do they have like a octopus <laughs> like ejecting ink underwater and they use like some kind of spined fish to to give the tattoos? Mm-hmm. I just found him the oddest character to have tattoos since he's basically an underwater dweller,
0: yes, yeah, that's uh. That's so, that's going to be an interesting uh, interesting. Uh, um,
1: I hope they. I just what I'm saying is I I hope that he just doesn't have these tattoos and and they're ignored. I I hope they they put a little insight and go oh okay well that kind of makes sense or oh, Jesus Christ what were they thinking I hope because just to give a character tattoos to make him visually more appealing is odd for an underwater character.
0: Well, especially that you're 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 you're, you're thinking well how how what are they doing to you know um h- how are they tattooing somebody underwater right I mean basically it's like it's not like he's you know what I'm going up to a a bar up or I'm going up to a tattoo shop up in uh uh the coastal city here and and uh getting my tattoos right done, like you know? I would
1: like to see a little backstory like maybe he came up on an island where it was a bunch of tribes people and they treated him like a god and uh you know he decided to get the tattoos of those particular tribes people. Yes. I would I would just like to see something other than okay he has tattoos. Well, you're you're creating more questions than than visual stimulus.
0: <laughs> well, uh, next month uh is uh, uh the Killing Joke is coming out, the animated movie Batman the Killing Joke is one coming. One of my
1: favorite comics ever.
0: <laughs> I remember, I don't know if you remember this or not. This this is like when we were first started hanging out back in the, the late 80s. And we used to go to the comic book shop at, at Roosevelt Mall, and you used to have this gift uh-huh. of picking up a comic book and going, "This is going to be worth money." Do you remember doing oh, that? Oh yeah! And we walked into a shop, and not even a it was like a split second, we walked into a shop, and you grabbed the Killing Joke and going, "This is going to make a lot of money."
1: Yep, and I, if you remember, I like went in my pocket and I figured out how many copies I could buy, and yes. I bought every copy of the first edition that i that I had in cash in my pocket yeah that i I, I bought
0: a copy of it too that day too I, yeah. I remember that and
1: and next to uh return of the dark Knight, it it really did go up yes yep yep
0: well uh they're you know they're talking about why it was delayed so long why they didn't do this movie uh uh about it and uh, t- Bruce, Bruce tim who does uh i think he's pretty much the guy who runs the d c animated uh uh, for Warner Brothers there. He he pretty much is involved in every every uh, animated movie that's been coming out. And kids, if you haven't uh if you haven't watched any of these, go watch them. Some of these are fascinating. Some of these storylines that you got you got the Flash point paradox, you have uh uh, uh public enemies, Batman and Superman public enemies. There's a lot of Justice League. Justice League Doom is a good one because it's about Batman and how he would stop all the superheroes, you know, from the mm-hmm. Justice League. And that's that's a phenomenal story in itself. Uh, the Wonder Woman movie. There is some great action scenes. I mean, they're animated, so you, you know they're they're. But the 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 way the fighting sequences work out in this movie, it's brilliant. I mean, it's just yeah. worth watching. Even,
1: even Justice League versus Teen Titans was very well done. Yes,
0: you're right. There was another there was another animated movie that uh, we we, we John, uh sipping and I just watched uh, what two weeks ago, I think it was, right or about, about three weeks. Ago. Yeah, two three weeks ago, and uh, yeah, that was that was great. You know, I mean, it was funny though to hear you. Give your take on it because you base all your Teen Titans off
1: of... Teen Titans Go. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, you know, what was funny was because you watch this movie and you go, yeah, there is a lot of similarities to Teen Titans Go, which I think is... a. I, I watch it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying I don't like the show, mm-hmm. but I think it's a goofy show because it's, it's geared towards a younger audience than us. But it's just so funny, like, how, like similar some of those characters were based off of the you know the scooby cartoon well i know it's not based off that it's the reverse but it's just funny like how much they put in the kitty cartoon of how how similar it is to the sort of real life characters in the animated movie oh yeah funny
1: yeah and it goes to show that a cartoon that does look so simple does have a lot of depth to it yes and um one thing I want to say about the killing joke, mm-hmm. people have argued for years, even though I I always felt that it was pretty obvious, and I read it when I was what in high school. Yeah. Um, the the implied rape. I hope this cartoon is bold enough to finally put it out there. Yes, the Joker really did rape that girl. No ifs, ends, or buts, nothing implied. I want I want her to be taken to the police station. Get her pussy swabbed for DNA evidence. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I want this to be like wow, <laughs> crime scene, you know, CSI, CSI crime, Gotham. sexual crime scene. But I just want the debate to stop. Yes, he fucking raped her. Wow. I don't want it to be implied. Not that they need to show it. You don't need to see a white penis go into a red bush. But I want it to be said, my daughter was raped. She's getting, she's getting uh, screened right now
0: you know this is coming out live, right? Yes, <laughs> that's right.
1: And I, I, I wanted to uh, spice things up a bit because I don't think uh, I think we've been holding back a little bit.
0: Okay, all right, I, I agree. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I tend to, I tend to, you know. I mean, what's you the always point of you me saying? See, that's the thing. You always remind me of the Eddie Haskell like type of thing, like in front of. People like like he don't know he is the nicest guy like you think he's good, he's gonna give you his shirt off you off his back and help you in any way and he is very you know and he, he is he's a very polite man he's a very helpful man and I'm not saying he's not you know yeah but then there's times when we have conversations I'm like he goes to the deepest darkest <laughs> abyss it's like holy crap like you scare the hell out of me
1: <laughs> right you know look look if if you're gonna bother in the beginning of your show saying this show contains uh mature content uh please be advised and be careful if you're easily offended or have children in the room if you're going to do that then stop being pg-13 all the time (laughs) i want to see a white penis go into her red bush while his green hairs are entwining in her red pubes you don't you don't think he shaves his pubes No, well, actually, Ed and I actually wrote a uh, Joker fan film a couple years ago. That's right, yes, he did. And the Joker had a razor, and we're seeing these red hairs go into the... uh, I'm sorry, green hairs go into the sink, and then they zoom up on the Joker's face, and he's still scruffy. He's still... So it's like, what the hell was he just shaving? Yeah. And that was the screen joke. Joke, right. And uh, it was actually very well written, but because Ed and I have no... uh, abilities with the camera really we <laughs> we never really had the balls to go out and dress up in costumes and make this but it was supposed to be a spoof about mainly the joker
0: yeah because he, he, he i wish i wish we could get that picture there's a there i one halloween dave dressed up as joker and it was during the jack nicholson arrows yeah and, and that
1: was 80 pounds ago by the way too
0: <laughs> but he looked so brilliant as the joker i mean the outfit the hat the makeup because he has a big grin on his own, so he doesn't really need to like scar it up or you know or uh, accentuate it. In yeah, it I way. have
1: a very big mouth, is what Ed's saying. It's very big, very wide. Yes, and when I smile, it's almost ear to ear. Yes,
0: so was, when you see him in the white makeup and the green hair and the and the and the the clown suit, basically or the the. It was a suit, but it was like purple and and striped. Pants. It was the Joker's suit, yeah, suit, right? Yeah, it was so brilliant. I mean, you know, we were actually, I think we walked down around on Halloween on that. We didn't we, go trick we or actually, treat.
1: We actually, well, we we uh, did go trick or treating at the uh, Knowlton Ma- uh, Mansion, which is uh, that the house that the Ron family lived in, which Ron Street in Philadelphia is named after. Yes, and uh, there were these older students that or uh, older than us. Yeah, coming up to the park, and they they. They outnumbered us by, what, four or five times? Yes. And I'm just like, follow my lead. And I'm like, get them. And here's the Joker uh, of Fat Freddy Krueger. What the hell were you, Ed? I
0: was uh, I, I was a a, a a demon of summer. I had a demon mask and I had a hump on my shoulder because I had a pillow with a big shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the three of us, like... Uh, three... Wielding, a, wielding a, 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 a... Pitchfork? No, it was a uh, uh, cleaver. Cleaver. Yes.
1: So here's these three overgrown retards <laughs> running at these kids that probably any one of them could have kicked our asses. Yeah. And we just start running towards them with our hands over our heads. <laughs> and it's like just following my lead. Yes. And, you know, and we, we get over and they all ran away from us. Like we were actually going to hurt them. I mean, this is Halloween night and um, we got to the light and they just stopped and saw us under the light that it was these three very much out-of-shape high school nerds. Yeah. And we just started laughing, and they were just in shock. They didn't beat us up or anything, but... I think they started laughing a little bit because they, they realized, like... We, we, we got them good, good right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> we duped them. But, but anyway, getting back to the article... Yeah! ...of why, why the killing joke got delayed was because the first time around they were going to bring it up uh during the Watchmen movie was released mm. and underperformed that long ago yes wow and it was a uh, well i was in 2009 yeah, it but... seems like a lot what 7 years i mean that is a long time for sure for some is. people but uh yeah they they were hoping you know it would be good to have an R-rated superhero movie to come out on DVD and they thought this was the good time but Watchmen obviously didn't do as well uh, you know it was uh, uh you know I mean I've seen it a few times i mean how many times have you seen it since the theater
1: i have seen it uh once in its entirety in the theater mm-hmm. and once at your house where I fell asleep on it like during two or three times so <laughs> I can't say I've seen it twice in its entirety yes
0: i've I've seen it like three times in its entirety and in its entirety the whole time I'm not good with these twenty <laughs> five cent words you throw out here um but I have slept through it like several times, like you said, because it's, it's, it is a long movie, especially when they cut it up in a, on a channel and they commercialize it. You know, oh, uh, yeah, it, it takes forever to watch. Um, So, yeah, so that didn't do too well. So they they kind of put it on the shelf and figured they'll wait to another time to to do that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when uh, the Dark Knight trilogy or the, the Batman began Dark Knight and then Dark Knight Rises came out, they were going to put it out after the Dark Knight Rises, but because of the shooting that happened in Aurora, Colorado, they thought that that would be in bad taste to put out the killing joke at that point and uh and do it that then.
1: Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: I, I didn't know that until I read this article. I was like, "Wow, that's kind of that's kind of mind-blowing in a way. I was uh it's uh, interesting, you know, it was like, wow, like I I didn't cuz I'm thinking this like what they're doing now, this is it like they, you know, they went through every other story and they go well, you know what? The Dark Knight Returns did really well. Why can't we do The Killing Joke? And a lot of fans are asking for it. Let's do it now. You know, mm-hmm. it's like to like to me like the, like it was never thought of, you know, previous to this. Like this is the first time I think of it. Now they're going to release it. But now apparently, yeah, it's been out for a long time. Uh, the, the one thing I'm really looking forward to is the fact is is that the 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 voice actor
1: who's going to play the Joker, Mark yes.
0: Oh, and he it,
1: is the Joker when it comes to animated jokers.
0: I mean, if you haven't seen the Batman the Animated series, Sean and I have talked about it a number of times on the show. Go check him out. It's I think the most f- phenomenal series of cartoons ever to It's know, truly
1: art. It's yeah. not just an entertaining show. It's it's like watching art. It really is. It is, it truly is. And you just and, and the voice acting is so above par. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they they say uh, the Asian voice actors are so much more advanced than the American voice actors when it comes to animation, mm-hmm. but this one particular series, we're we're putting them to shame.
0: Yes, you know, and then you know, have and then Mark Hamill, of course, did retire many years ago. I think it was after the last uh, one, of the last Batman games. He was like, he was like, yeah, I'm not going to perform the Joker because unless they put out the Killing Joke, then I'm I want that part. And of course, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't fight over it or anything. They, yeah, take it. You know, it's yours. You're the, you're the perfect actor to, to, to portray this character. Cause he does a great Joker.
1: Exactly.
0: So I was yeah, I as far I as found that phenomenal, you know, kind of thing. So, uh, speaking of the R rated and all, we're going to go to, uh, the last article here on our page. Wait a minute.
1: You're going to skip why America needs to see captain America needing a boyfriend.
0: Do, I think do, I think
1: it needs to be at least mentioned. Come on. Do you want to talk about that one? I mean, you don't have to dwell on it, but you know what? I love porn parodies, and I think, I think the gay community deserves a good uh, uh, gay uh, porn parody. So if Captain America, who's a true American hero, I think it would be perfectly fine if he turned gay, then we would have a bonus. Then the porn studios, not in addition, could he finally come out of the closet and admit that he's gay but the the porn industry can finally give us a good uh gay porn parody which i think is lacking in the porn industry
0: Did you read the article at all
1: No i didn't
0: <laughs> this is not about a porn parody
1: no, no i'm saying it would it would be a segue oh. to to give the the porn industry yeah an opportunity to make a gay porn parody because Come on, let's face it. There's there's a, some really great superhero porn parodies out there, mm. but there's really none for the gay community. Yeah. So I, I think this would I think it would be wonderful. Okay.
0: Okay. But, well, no, but no, this honestly, to...
1: I really would have no problem if if Captain America ended up actually being gay or bisexual. I I I don't see a problem with it.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. You know, I I did not see that coming. <laughs> not that, that, not that you know, but you know, a lot of people are usually up in arms about it. Not well, you know, know, now
1: if you would have said, um, "Oh, come on," I can't think of his name, Bruce Wayne, yeah, or Iron Man, the two, the two uh lovers. Now, that now I would have to say, no, no, wait a minute, Iron Man and Batman are not gay, yeah, but but Captain America, I, I mean, I could see a little bromance going with him. See the only the only problem I have I, like I don't really
0: have a problem with him being gay per se. Uh-huh. The only thing that kind of think is they were talking about it like he's out of place. Like he's he, he he always feels like he's out of place. Like that he's get that feeling like he's not doesn't really feel like he belongs as right. like being coming out. Even even
1: when he was in his own time he was never really in place. He's he was always awkward and
0: yeah. But that's the thing. Like it's it's not because he was you know sexually confused. It's because. He he was a scrawny little kid,
1: and he had asthma and all these health right. defects.
0: And then all of a sudden, he becomes a super soldier.
1: And then they mark they marketized them, and and they turned him into like a, a spokesperson instead of an actual hero, and right? And
0: they 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 make him a hero in in the comic books, and they they phrase him because after the war was over, they didn't need Captain America anymore. He was his. Comic book was was slipping, and I I think they I think they canceled line or they just didn't write as much mm-hmm. you know, for Captain America, and then they came up I think in the late seventies early eighties they froze him. Yeah, you know, they came up with a story like it was the end of the war, and he he got frozen, and then all of a sudden now he they thaw him out, and now he's back. You know, Captain America's right. back to everybody. You know, he's going to bring back the American way, and and that, you know he's going to truth and justice. You know, like Superman was supposed to do, and now it's Captain America's turn. And the thing is, is that he fell out of place because all his friends were either dead or senior citizens. Yeah. You know, and, and, and his young way man. of
1: life is completely but different, altered. Yeah. I mean, so that's it's a whole new world.
0: To me, that's the only problem I have with this article is the fact is, is that the reason why they, they think he should be gay is because he's out of place. It's not because he's sexually confused and he's not realizing he's gay or he should, you know, maybe he does and right. he doesn't want to say anything it's just the fact that he's out of time, he's out of place because he's not in this, his time period, you know, right. If he was a scrawny kid, you know, I don't know, maybe he could be gay. I don't, you know, right. I don't know. I I just think
1: that it, it could lead without, I mean, as long as it doesn't become preachy in a, in a future, uh, Captain America story in the comics. Mm -hmm. But I, I really do think it would be interesting though, because look at it. He grew, he grew up during, uh, you know, World War II Mm -hmm. as a young man, strong Christian values. He was, raised that uh being gay is a sin he he was raised that if you are gay you keep it to yourself you and now he's in a generation where you 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 don't have to keep it uh hidden you you don't have to be as embarrassed about it many christian churches are now open to it and understand that it's not a choice Mm -hmm. and maybe this was like his last fear like Captain America has overcome so many fears. Now maybe he has to overcome the fear and admit, "Hey, you know what? I, I have to admit this to the world. This is this is my last fear I have to overcome." Okay, I th- I think it would be an interesting story arc. I you know what? You know, I the way the world goes
0: anymore, it's like, why not? As long you as know, they don't like, become preachy
1: about it. I right. mean, you know, I I think it would be really interesting.
0: Yeah, because I mean they've. In the past, they have actually forced a couple issues. They were trying to get characters who were gay to kind of like appeal to the gay community or the le- lesbian community, and it felt forced. You you could tell it wasn't like a real thing because all of a sudden now a character, you know, uh, realizes he's gay, you know, and it, or, or, or or finally figures it out that he's right. gay, and then it's just like he wasn't gay for all these like 40 years or whatever. And it's like, well, you know what Captain America could fit. Cause you know, it's like, you never knew cause he had to go through the war. So he was, he wasn't fighting relationships. He was fighting Nazis, you right. know, and they got frozen in time. And of course he disappeared for a while. And then all of a sudden, so it's like, you know, it makes sense. It could, it could fit in, in that world, you know, kind of thing. It's just, for me, it's bizarre because I've read Captain America for a lot of years. And it was just like, then all of a sudden he becomes gay. It's just like, wow, it's kind of changes like a point of view. And it's just like, you know what? I just have to sit back and accept it and go, you know what? This could be a good change for Captain America. You right.
1: Know? And and you know what? And and as far as a, a viewer or reader, look how many times we, we've had a, a friend. And it's like, you just assume they're straight. And mm-hmm. then at, after knowing them for 20 plus years, you yeah. find out that they're gay. It's like it hasn't changed the person. It hasn't changed who they are. But it's like, you know, it just changes what you had in your own head. Yeah. So, it, you know, art imitates life. Life imitates art. I, I think it could work and fit. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I anyway, could... I, I kind of forced that subject on Ed. So, what was this? What well, was the... you know what? We're out of time. Oh, That's no. The thing. <laughs> but
0: but I'll tell we'll promise this as a bonus article on the podcast version of the show. Basically, uh during the week on Wednesdays, this will be released to the general public. We will have the live show that you just heard, but then we'll add bonus material for the intros and outros of what we call the show. Uh, we go back to my house, the studio, and then uh, we do uh, an intro and then talk about what we just talked about. At the end, we button it up a little bit. And then for, for Nerd News, we'll button up for this last article here because I really wanted to get – your take on this one. This one mm-hmm. was uh, uh, about horror, you know. And I know you're uh, big, big into the horror genre. So. Oh,
1: very much so.
0: So it'd be a, a great conversation to have. But we're not going to hear it live. You're going to hear it on the on the podcast. You can go to wordswithgeeks.com uh or or uh, iTunes uh, on Wednesdays, or you can go to. Um, uh, uh, Trying to think of other other places to go. My but Heart if, Radio. All right. Well, that's that's for the show, the live show. Oh. Um, But like I said, wordswithgeeks.com, iTunes. If you're a Google user, you can download any podcast app. Search for Geeksters, and our show will be there for you to listen to. Um, In the meantime, uh, like I said, at the end of the show, so catch us next Sunday or every Sunday, but starting at 6 p.m. and going to whenever we feel like it, (laughs) pretty much anymore. And uh, you can follow us there on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, just search for Aquanet Radio in those apps. Um... You can uh, follow us on Twitter at at Geeksters, or you can go to Facebook. Give us a like there. We'd appreciate it, Geeksters Radio. Um, You can also contact Sean on anything we've talked about. If you go, hey, Sean, where the heck were you? These guys weren't funny or they were hilarious. I don't know why you you should come back. (laughs) Either way, it doesn't matter. Send him dick pics. I always send him a dick pic. I send him a dick sergeant, dick york. Is that what that was in my mailbox? Yeah. I always find, I find a, a person named Dick and I send it to people. I, I
1: thought it was a slug with a trail. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe somebody I, stepped on it and his guts it's came out a little a bit. bit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
0: Um, so yeah. So check us out every Sunday night. If you want to get the rebroadcast, like I said, go to our our, our, our wordswithgeeks.com and so on, like I said before. Uh contact Sean at Sean at WordswithGeeks.com or you can contact me, Ed at ed at com. Is there thing, anything you would like to have to contact you or like to mention before we uh get off air here?
1: Well, you can find me on uh Facebook or Twitter under David M. Sitbon, S-I-T-B-O-N. I'd love to hear from you. My uh hat is tipped to Sean because uh this was a little nerve-wracking. So for you to do this every week. <laughs> And the, the it under your arms, uh, that's a lot of work. So I, I, I hope I made you guys proud.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, I'll never give you a compliment again. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> and on that note, bye.
1: Bye, everyone.
0: And we are back. And as I promised, we are uh, giving you a bonus article. And this is one that uh, – this is – Dave here is a uh, the biggest horror fan I know. <laughs> <laughs> he scared me on a number of occasions, uh, <laughs> but he does love horror movies. He's acted in a lot of horror movies, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so I, I I know he appreciates these kind of articles. And I I always do like to bring a horror horror article once in a while to, you know, because I know a lot of different people listen to this show. It's not just you know video game fans or. Uh, 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 movie, bo- bo- well, I mean these are movies, but I mean mm-hmm. like uh, uh, you know uh, superhero movies or star uh, sci-fi, you know kind of thing. There is the horror genre, which I you know I've I've seen a lot of horror movies and some scare the crap out of me and I don't like seeing those. <laughs> <laughs> some I'm like you know what I don't I don't mind you know like vampire movies sometimes or you know or uh,
1: as long as a sparkle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I like the sparkly ones. They're pretty. Anyway, um, no, but they're talking about uh, Friday the 13th, and uh, apparently they're going to reboot it here. Um, uh, let's see here. I'm going to go up. Uh, Paramount, they're doing press junket here for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Out of the Shadows. Pro- producer Brad Fuller was invited to comment his work on uh, other projects and franchise, and he's touring with the fact of uh, rebooting the Friday the 13th franchise and he stated in an origin that has i'm sorry it's an origin that no one has ever seen before obviously pamela is there but a little different from what you've seen before so uh it goes on to say that the the exact term for to describe friday the 13th's latest refresh is an origin-ish film so uh there you go. So that's the the basic gist of it. I'm just going to go from there and I know you've you have a lot more to say about it and I you know I, I want to get your your take on it Dave. So Yeah, uh,
1: well, you know, as a, as pretty much everybody knows a couple of years ago they they did a Friday the 13th remake. Right. And um it was okay, but it was kind of pointless. It was just seeing basically the same movie. With, this, with just different actors and mm-hmm. slightly different style, a couple different kills, but might as well have been a sequel. Okay. And uh, I know we've talked about different movies since you and I were in grade school, mm-hmm. and one of the things that kind of bothers me with even this reboot is that old urban legend that ever since Friday the 13th came out, they were planning 13 of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if they're prequels or sequels. I would love one day for them to do a complete 13 stories around the original Mm storyline. So I am a little disappointed that they are doing a reboot, but I do appreciate that they are trying to be original this time around. And they're not just rehashing the same story. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that was big in the horror community was they were saying that this was going to be a found footage movie kind of like the Blair Witch Project and uh, that gets old it gives some people headaches with the jumping around camera Mm. Um, I think your average viewer would get tired of that I I don't see a lot of replay value in a movie like that Um, so apparently this director has nixed that idea so I'm thrilled that it's not going to be a found footage
0: yeah yeah because I mean I always tell this story, and I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. Uh, I saw the Blair Witch Project in the theater, which mm-hmm. is which is very rare for me to see a horror movie, especially without you. I mean, like I remember, like there's a couple times you had nobody to go with, and, and you know, and I'm like, you know what? You you see crappy movies with me all the time. You know, I'll, I'll throw you a bone and I'll, I'll go see a horror movie because I remember we saw it was a, a Friday the Thirteenth movie was Jason in Space. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one? The tenth one. Yeah. Yes. And and I, I laughed through that one. I thought that it was the most fun, ridiculous kind of movie. Oh, that one it, was great. Yeah, I mean,
1: it it made fun of itself. There was a hologram scene where they actually made fun of the early '80s with the girls taking their tops off and yeah. getting killed, and Jason's trying to kill these holographic girls. Yeah, the uh, it was, it it was, was very tongue in cheek, yes. and it had some great kills and gore. Yeah,
0: and I mean, uh, and it was it was it was fun for me to watch, but I. But going back to the Blair Witch Project, not seeing it with you, I saw it with uh, a, a friend of ours at one point, uh, uh, Andy Filak. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Uh, he's a paranoid schizophrenic, and I've talked about him on the on the show in the past, and I always just remember, because Andy was going through a problem, He had he was thinking that his father was projecting mental thoughts in his head. Do you remember this?
1: I remember you telling me.
0: Yes. So we were... At the time, I was didn't have a girlfriend. You had a girlfriend at the time. That's why we were you were
1: actually on a date with your girlfriend. Did my oh, wife know?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't told her yet. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, he he was referring to my wife when I was dating. Her. There, Go right. on. Yes.
0: And we, I I at that point like you we avoided Andy because like I you were you were probably the best friend out of all of us to to hang out with Andy because you were willing to. Take him out to places, and he stunk. I mean, he was—he didn't bathe. He wore—he wore stained clothes. He looked like a homeless person. Like you know, he lived with his father, but he never took care of himself. You know, and you were busy, and he really wanted to do something, and I couldn't think of anything, and I didn't want him in my house, so I went out with him, figuring mm-hmm. you know, i you know what—I'm gonna give this kid a couple hours, and I'm—I'm I'm moving on, and. We ended up in Franklin Mills Mall now. I know not a lot of people who listen to the show know where this is, but it's a mall
1: that we rarely go to for movies. And it was like... It was currently renamed to the Philadelphia Mills Yes,
0: Yeah, but back then it was Franklin Mills. And the theater was in the back of the mall, which was like nobody went back there. So Mm. it was like me and him and like a few other people, but they weren't really around. So it was kind of creepy to go out with this paranoid schizophrenic to this movie. And there was like, we either saw it we didn't care for it. There was nothing. And the only one that we could both kind of agree on was seeing the Blair witch project. And I'm thinking this to me already looked horrible. Just seeing the trailers. Like I just couldn't fathom. It. I'm like, there is nothing else. And I don't know what else to do with this guy. And you know, it's like, all right, fine. We'll go see this movie. Mm-hmm. And we, it was us and another couple in the theater. That's how help it was. It was like a Saturday afternoon.
1: Wow. That's really empty for a Saturday. Yeah.
0: And we were sitting there and we're waiting, you know, we, you know, we got our tickets and we got some popcorn or something like that. And we're sitting there we're like eating and we're not really chatting too much, but he turns to me and he goes, Hey, you know what? I want to apologize to you. He goes, you know, I, I'm taking medication. I'm, I'm doing a lot better now. I'm, I'm really sorry what I put you all through. And I'm like, Andy, that is so great of you to say. I, I, I can't believe, you've you've come that realization that's just so great i I think you're making progress and that's just great Mm -hmm. so then i i I stupidly just stopped right there but Mm -hmm. i didn't i go i just thought it was really crazy that you thought that your father was projecting ideas in your head and he goes straight face he was and the lights go down and the Blair Witch Oh, no. <laughs> so I got one eye on the screen and one, one eye on him the whole
1: time. Where are all the exits? Let's take a mental note right now.
0: I'm thinking, thank God we're not the only two in the theater. I'm thinking, I don't think you're killing somebody in front of witnesses. <laughs> I couldn't leave that theater fast enough. That was the most scariest movie I've ever seen. Not because of the movies, because of who I saw it with. And that's uh, I just always like to tell that story every time because it's like it was just so creepy for me that moment. It was just like Yish, so, but uh, anyway, go back to Friday the Thirteenth.
1: Um, yeah, so uh, they're they're doing a reboot this time mm-hmm. where they're going to be changing uh, some of the things about Jason's origin. And uh, it sounds to me from the articles I've read that there's going to be some explanation this time. How is Jason this? creature that gets these deadly blows and mm-hmm. stabbed in the heart and chopped in the head and he keeps coming back is like the zombie kind of deadite kind of creature mm-hmm. and uh, you know people are making stipulations but one of the one of the uh, ideas that uh, they were talking about is maybe the the mother Pamela dabbled in witchcraft mm. but it it's going to go deeper into the hows and why Jason actually becomes this uh, immortal, almost that can't die. He yeah. he can decompose, but he can't die. Right. And uh, another thing that I found a little interesting was this is going to be the first Friday the Thirteenth movie where we get to see Jason's father on screen. Hmm. So we know really nothing about him. Uh, that might that might answer some questions. Right. It might also piss off a lot of fans, too, if they don't do it right. So it's, you know, there's a lot of pressure on this director. Uh,
0: it, it, it just fascinates me because it's like how many you said that I mean, it was 10 that we saw that. The, yes, the, that was Jason X. That you, the one in cause, space. Because one thing is you, you wanted they uh, I think, I don't know if we mentioned it now or not, but we were talking about this on The Ride Home. That you wish they made thirteen movies because around only-
1: the original storyline, right? I don't care if they're all sequels. Maybe some could be prequels.
0: I mean, how far did they get to? Do you know off the top? Ten, well,
1: ten, um, and then there was Freddy versus Jason, okay. but that wasn't a true sequel. That was kind of kind of like a side story, right? Right. So I look at it that there's nine sequels right now, uh, number two to number ten. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah. Wow. So they were three short of. They're the- three
1: short. It's like. Dude, make your fans happy. It's been a, it's been an urban legend since I'm 44 years old. Since I was 13, 10, 11 to 13 years old, I've been hearing this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hey, remakes can be great. Like, people say, oh, remakes suck. Bad remakes suck. There can be good remakes. There could be really good reboots. Look at the thing. John Carpenter's thing blew away the original. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's all into how original the story is. They can't just do a rehash of what we already know because then it's pointless. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you have to have good gore. I mean, come <laughs> on, it's, it's a Friday the Thirteenth movie. You have to have shock. You have to have those jumping scares. Um, but it also has to stay true to the to the feels of. The, the original 10 movies. Right, right. Because, you know, you could reboot it, you can give them a whole new origin, you could change the mother around, but if 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 you piss off the fans, that could be a killer to the Friday the 13th franchise, just like that horrid remake to A Nightmare on Elm Street pretty much killed mm. A Nightmare on Elm Street to the point where... Robert England said, Hey, to save the franchise, I'll come back again. <laughs> I mean, the man retired. He wanted nothing else to do with Freddy. Yeah. He, he's done. Right. But, you know, something has to be done because one bad movie can destroy a franchise.
0: Yeah, sure. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that, like, going back, like, I've seen, you know, now that, you know, I've grown up a little bit and got a little bit, like, uh, less scary, you know, like, mm. uh, less afraid, I guess would be the word. Um, I go back and watch those movies because now it's like so much time's going by. It's like it's not as scary as when I was a kid, you know. Like I wasn't like, you know, creeped out. Like when I was a young kid, I'd be like, oh, my God, Friday the 13th. I'll have nightmares for for days. For the next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you think, though, that they could pull that kind of stuff off? Or do you think they're going to have to do a completely different stylization of the films to – you know reboot that series to you know i mean because obviously if, if this first one's going to be successful obviously they're going to be sequels going along with it i mean i'm sure they're once one is done they're going to be thinking of the sequel right away and if it's making right. a profit they're definitely going to make two and three and four and so on until it doesn't you know profit anymore on it sure but do you think that like you know the way they did that stylization because that was like what early 80s late 70s early 80s mm-hmm. do you think that that kind of style could be put in today's
1: world and oh of has, course it can. successful sure it can because new kids today that, that weren't even born back then mm-hmm. see Friday the 13th one part two and they go oh my god that was that was one of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen and scares good stories they're ageless mm-hmm. um, people know quality especially nowadays because We have so much access to things it's not it's not like in the old days where you went to the theater if you missed it in the theater you didn't see it again Mm -hmm. until you know until much later when vhs came out and it was cheaper to start renting them yeah um back in the day movies were a treat so we were much more forgiving with movies that had problems in them Mm -hmm. but friday the 13th had that quality, it had that tension that that build up, and then everything seemed, oh, everything's happy I'm hearing happy, and then he comes out and you like, Oh shit yourself, and you you miss that in a lot of horror movies nowadays. Ed is laughing at me, but Because I just shit
0: myself <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's get out <laughs> <laughs> and hmm. If you don't have that, I don't care if the next movie, he's on Mars. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter if they do great costumes and great special effects. If the scares aren't there, if Mm. the coherent story isn't there, Mm. if the characters aren't likable and the unlikable characters aren't hated, people aren't going to watch it because... There's a million other horror movies out there. It, it cannot be just mediocre. This is a huge franchise. This has to look at the bar and make sure it goes above it. Mm-hmm. If you're just making a remake to do a remake like the last Friday the 13th it's going to fail again and people are going to bad mouth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween is a great example. There, The horror community is actually split. There are people that hate the Rob Zombie versions, Mm -hmm. which were reboots. Mm -hmm. Some people hate it just because Michael Myers uh, had a bad childhood. And they say, well, that's not scary because he has a reason to be evil. Mm -hmm. The original Halloween was scary because he had a perfect childhood and he became evil anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I see your point, but that's kind of a weak point compared to Rob Zombie went above and beyond trying to make things so brutal like I remember he held a, a victim up to a tree and just listen next time you see Rob Zombie's Halloween when he stabs the person in the chest with full force mm-hmm. you can hear it rip through his chest break through his rib cage but then you hear that thump into the tree like that is brutal. Mm-hmm. Um one of the reasons why Scream had to be edited down was because of sounds. The original Scream it was not getting the rating that they wanted mm-hmm. because of the sound effect. Remember at the end where the two killers stabbed each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to to frame Yeah. So the dripping blood all it was was the sound of dripping blood. It was so disturbing. They said, we can't give you an R rating. You have to tone that down. Really? Yeah. So the sounds have to be right. The storyline has to be right. But most of all, it has to keep you entertained, and it has to keep you on edge. Then it has to get your... What the beauty of Friday the 13th compared to other horror movies, Friday the 13th would always let your guard down. Mm. something happy would happen you think Jason got tied up or or killed finally Mm. you think they escaped everybody's happy there's happy music Mm. I don't see this in many other horror movies which makes Friday the 13th unique Mm. then you hear the scratching at the door and you're like oh my god my heart's starting to race and they open it up and it's a little tiny puppy like oh my god, it's my puppy! Even my little dog lived, and then smash! Jason smashes through the window and sticks a machete right through her fucking face. I mean, my god, talk about horror! That's beautiful, <laughs> and it—it's an art. It's a lost art. Yeah. But if, if you're not willing, to do that for Friday the thirteenth, you might as well just slap any name to it right because it's not Friday the thirteenth unless you have those protocols in place. Sure, you can add witchcraft or uh, maybe uh, his father was some kind of a mortal, and maybe that's why he can't die. Mm. Sure you could add those things, but for but if you don't have the essence of what made Friday the 13th unique from Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween and Scream, then it's not Friday the 13th. It's just any other fucking movie. Yeah. And believe me, there's thousands of them. I have tons and tons of DVDs. Most of them are horror. And I still have a drop in the bucket of what's out there. Wow.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, you're true. Yeah, there's i've 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 been to horror conventions so i've seen the the multitude of uh, movies that are out there and uh, uh, you know I'm, i know you're no how many pictures you've been in that uh, that uh, qualify as a horror movie and i know you i know you do other co- like comedy and all but uh, i know the majority of it is horror mm-hmm. your, you know for your career um, so yeah it's 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 endless (laughs) it really is yeah it's it's one of those genres that you know and it's probably the cheapest format i think to produce you know in terms of uh you know practical effects or or the the way to go with those there's not not too much cg that you would do you know in those cases unless it's an extreme kill exactly
1: like um you know cg is is great like uh uh batman returns um uh, inception mm. you can't do that with models practical effects can't do those kind of things where the bridges are imploding or New York City turns upside down mm. and it looks so real but when you're splitting somebody's head in half and blood is splattering all over that is, CG isn't quite there yet Yeah, it's getting better and it's getting harder to tell but you you really need to to keep that that practical effect. And with my case, since I I do more lower budget films, mm. um, practical effects is a must because your average local fun uh I almost said funeral director your average local film director is not going to have the 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 thousands upon hundreds of thousands of dollars to have those high-end programs to do believable CG.
0: Mm, right, they're not going to have an industrial light and magic come in and do your effects exactly. or practical effects
1: for you. For like, now, you know. you know, just as a little segue here, my movie Suburban Sasquatch. One of the reasons why people love Suburban Sasquatch so much is because it is a horror comedy movie and it was done on the cheap and he did try to be uh, on the Edge of technology using mm-hmm. a lot of CG. Mm-hmm. So, Suburban Sasquatch is splattered with all this really fake, video game ish looking fake blood. And it came out hilarious. Yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the movie 300, where that CG blood was much more realistic. Right. But it gave you a comic book feel to when, it. Right. W- yeah. When you want to be terrified, you can't be reminded this is fake not for mm-hmm. a second if, if, the, if the mask looks like a mask of the zombie Jason I'm not talking about his hockey mask mm-hmm. if the blood looks fake if it's too red or if it's too computerized looking now you've just taken that realm of reality out of my mind as I'm watching mm-hmm. you, you, gotta, you gotta almost hypnotize your viewers for horror so that they are sucked into that story so much as the scares are coming out on that screen, they truly get scared. And if the horror movie cannot do that, it's mm. failed.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Yeah. That sounds great. Wow. Okay. Well, wow. that's uh, I, I knew, I knew, I knew the right person to bring this article to you for this. And so that was, that was awesome. And, uh, you know, that's I think that's where we should end it right now. And, uh, thank you though for your time here. And, uh, Hopefully we get to see you in a future episode of
1: Geeksters. I would love to. I always have fun coming on. <laughs> so
0: you're always invited, as, as usual. Um, but as, as I said, in the meantime, you can catch us live on Sunday nights, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, iHeartRadio, and tune in just to Aquanet Radio and those apps. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters or Facebook. Go to Geeksters Radio and give us a like. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to contact Sean on anything we've talked about, or you want to just contact Sean say, hey, what's up? You can contact him at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com.
1: And if you want to contact Ed, contact Ed at, Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. And we'll see you next time, folks. Bye, everyone.